Thank you for listening to this message from The Resting Place Tampa. We exist for the lost to be found, the found to be free, and peace to reign in our city. For more great resources like this, check out TheRestingPlaceTampa.com. So there's really three things we talk about when it comes to corporate worship, okay? When corporate gatherings come to exalt the Lord, all right? There's thanksgiving, there's praise, and then there's worship, and they're actually different things, okay? So say with me, thanksgiving, praise, and worship. They're actually different things, and I don't, I'm not really prepared for this. I'm just going to give you some concepts. You can go dig it out later, okay? I don't have a bunch of verses for you today on those things, but just want you to understand what those are and why they are, okay? You know, it says we enter his gates with thanksgiving, his courts with all right, so there's a model in the tabernacle, the old tabernacle where the gate, to enter it, you, there is thanksgiving. And then once you got you, through that and you're entering the courts, there's praise. And then there's an implication there that's not in the verse, that the holy of holies, which was just for the priests, was where true worship happened. That's where sacrifices were made and where the worship went on. You would come through the court, but you would stop at a certain point because you're not the high priest. You remember this system? Yeah? I know. If you haven't been in church, it's kind of a strange thing, but worship in the old covenant used to look like killing goats and stuff. Aren't you glad you're in the new covenant? Yeah. <laughs> so in the old covenant, there were dying sacrifices. In the new covenant, there are living sacrifices, okay? And that's worship. So that, those are the three examples there. All right, and so Thanksgiving, just to define it for you, it has to do with God's hand. Say God's hand. Praise has to do with God's heart. Say his heart. Worship always requires sacrifice. Say sacrifice. A fire falls on sacrifice. So Thanksgiving, why does it have to do with God's hand? Because you're thankful for what God has given you, what God has done in your life, the movement of God in your life. You have seen God's hand on your behalf, and you're able to say, thank you, God, for doing ABC. Are you following me? You're thankful because God has done something. Has anyone, has God done anything in any one of your lives? Okay. So that's why we start. We start with what God has done. Are you seeing this? And you can even thank him for what he hasn't done. That's legal too. But we're thanking him based on the movement of his hand. This is important. And then after that, it really is a protocol. And I actually have given Gigi a protocol our worship pastor, and say, we start with thankfulness, always. Then we can move into praise. If we do it right, we're going to land in some real worship. That's, that's the process. It's a, it's a divine protocol. It's a biblical structure. I know you think like those who like love Holy Ghost and things like that, there is no structure. That's not true. He's a God of order. The Holy Ghost is also a God of order. It might look like disorder to you, but it's still orderly to God, all right? So there is a divine order. And so thanksgiving is God's hand. Now, praise is having to do with God's heart. Because after you thank him for what he's done, you start to exalt him for who he is. You start saying, you are beautiful. You are wonderful. And it isn't, it isn't even necessarily attached to something God has done. True praise doesn't have to be based on what God has done. It can just be based on who God is because you've had an encounter. You've seen the beauty of the Lord. You've had, you know, a revelation of his goodness, his kindness, not necessarily attached to something God has done. Are you with me? Because that would be Thanksgiving. I know. It's like we just had like a slosh fest baptism celebration, and now I'm teaching. Just, 
you're okay. You're all right, right? Like, it's very teacher right here. All right? So praise has to do, praise would be something like, Lord, you are beautiful. And you don't mention anything he's done. And you don't mention anything you want. It's just about the beauty of the Lord, celebrating who God is, God's heart, the heart of God, who God is on the inside. Are you following me? Okay. And then worship has to do with sacrifice. In the Old Covenant, they would kill goats and lambs, and they would slaughter them. Literally, the, uh, the altar would be bloody at least once a year with the Day of Atonement, all this stuff. They would be killing and spreading blood everywhere. Ew, right? Ew. He's like, yeah, that's gross. Anyway, so now we move into Romans 12, verse 1 through 2. I don't have any of this on the screen. I have nothing on the screens for you, by the way. Amanda's head just went like, she's looking for it. I'm like, there's nothing. Don't worry. Romans 12, 1 through 2, you know, be not conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. All this stuff. And I think it's chapter, verse 1, actually. Let me read it to you instead of quote it wrongly. How about that? <laughs> Got a little bit of a tension headache right now. It's blocking my Rolodex. Not going to lie to you. <laughs> the scriptures. Yeah, get out of there. Here, illegal. It says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable to God. Here it is. Which is your spiritual worship. You present your body, your person, as a living sacrifice to God, which is spiritual worship. Jesus said you must worship in spirit and in truth, right? A time is now coming and is now here. John 4. 424, where the true worshipers of God will not worship on that mountain, they'll worship in spirit and in truth, okay? So you living your life unto God is true spiritual worship. And you giving your life unto God is true spiritual worship. So worship happens in this room when somebody's heart literally has a, has a deep agreement that your, my life is yours. All I am is yours. You get there, we're worshiping. Worship doesn't always happen in church. Thanksgiving, praise, those will happen often. But worship, that's the holy of holies, man. That is the, the, that is the stuff that changes the world, okay? That is what opens the gate. I'm going to talk about it in a second. So that happens every now and then. And today it happened, I believe, I, I went, especially in the worthy of it all moment. When you went into I Exalted, I was like, hmm, there it is. Like this, there was, you somehow can sense in the spirit like a heart level release, like, all right, my whole life is yours. I, I, will, I will continue to offer myself as a living sacrifice. Now, the key is it's a living sacrifice. You're not a dying sacrifice. You're a living sacrifice. You remember the burning bush? Moses saw a bush on fire but not burning up. That's a new covenant worshiper. On fire, but not burning up. Fire is how you deal with a sacrifice. It's on fire, but the, but the branches are not decaying. They're not being ruined. On fire, but not burning up. That's a new covenant picture of worship. You are the burning bush. If you step into that place and saying, Lord, I, I step onto the altar, and I become an altar all at the same time. Let the fire be on my life, and I, it's not going to kill you. It's going to continue to help you thrive and live in life. You're not dying daily. You're a living sacrifice daily. You're a living sacrifice daily, living unto God, offering acceptable and pleasing worship, right worship unto him. Amen? I have five minutes. <clears throat> 
And that was my intro. <laughs> I hope that helps you. Did that help? Okay, because we're going to move fast now. This is what happens. I'll just give you the concept, okay? I'm not going to read all the verses. In Psalms 24, you can write this down. Don't read the whole chapter of Psalms today, or um, I'm going to read a verse. Well, I quoted a verse. It's legal. <laughs> I really want the Bible to be in our gatherings every time we gather, so I've quoted verses, and I read it out of Romans 12. Yeah, we're good. Okay. <laughs> ha, ha. It's like, whatever. Out of Psalms 24, you've heard this verse. It says, lift up your heads, O you gates and be lifted up you ancient doors that the king of glory might come in right listen gates don't have heads people have heads when it says lift up your heads it's the hebraic idiom for rejoice give praise give thanks give thankfulness give thanksgiving to god lift up your heads oh you gates that means you know you're downtrodden and you lift up your heads oh you gates that the king of glory might come in now the word come in is the word bo in, in Hebrew. Say bo. You just learned Hebrew. Look at you. You're all smart. Ruach HaKodesh bo is Holy Spirit come or Holy Spirit go. It's the same word. So you can literally translate those verses that the king of glory might come out, might come in. What do you do with a gate? You come in. And if you are opening a gate, something can come out. Are you with me? So this is how a city is transformed worshipers who worship in spirit and in truth, who understand they're not dying, they're living, they're becoming an active part of society, but with a certain lifestyle, they are the gate that lets the king of glory come in. Here's the bottom line. You are the gate. You want to pray at the gates of the city? Just stand up. I'm standing at the gates of the city. And now I'm standing at the gates of the city because I am the gate of the city. I can prove this to you 10 times till Sunday, but I don't have time. So it says in Psalms 24, it says a generation. It talks about a generation. Who can ascend the hill of the Lord? Who can offer him true sacrifice of worship, right worship? Psalms 24, do a study. It says who can ascend? Those with a clean hands and a pure heart, right? And then it says a generation that gives themselves unto God. I can't remember. A generation. It talks about this. A generation. What generation can do that? And then it starts to change the language, and it says, now you, who are they talking to? Lift up your heads, O you gates. Who? The generation who has clean hands and a pure heart. You didn't give you the clean hands. You didn't give you the pure heart. That's why you start with thanksgiving. Are you following? I'm going really fast, but... Start with thanksgiving because you didn't do that to you. You didn't make your hands clean. You didn't make your, your heart pure. But your hands are clean. Your heart is pure. Once you say yes to Jesus, all those, I don't even know. How many, did somebody count? A lot of people who got baptized today, they all are making that prophetic declaration. And that's what happens when you're baptized into his death. You're pickled. You're changed. Your hands are clean. Your heart is pure. You don't need to pray things like, give me, give me a clean heart. You can pray declarations and say, thank you, God, you gave me a clean heart. The generation that enters true thanksgiving starts with that. We're thankful that God has made us a new people. And then we praise God for who he is because now we have a revelation of the truth of God because we have a right to be on the hill of the Lord. We've ascended the hill of the Lord because we have a right to be there. Are you following me? And then we can offer ourselves as living sacrifices. And that opens the gate for the king of glory to come in. Amen? It, you are the gate. It's practical. This is why we say lift your hands. That's a gate opening. 
This is a closed gate. This is an open gate. Your mouth is a gate. Your eye is a gate. Your ears are gates. They go both ways, right? So you let things into you, and you let things out of you all the time, all day, every day. And this is what it looks like to let the king of glory out. You become a living sacrifice. You wake up and say, today, I'm going to have an amazing day because I, my whole life is yours, and you have amazing ideas about who I should be today and what I'm going to do today. That's worship. It's worship. And it's also in worship when you go, my Lord, here I am. Seriously, use me for whatever you want. Do what you want. I trust you. You are good. Amen? So next week, I, I'm hoping to have a time of worship. I'm hoping some gates will open up in the spirit. You want to call it a portal? That's fine. Whatever. A, a, a door. I'm hoping doors fling wide next week. I'm talking about you getting changed and equipped in the encounter so that you can be that gate for others. They need healing. You can open the gate for them. They need they need finances. You're stewarding your life so well that you have more than enough to give and you can be that gate for them. They need a, a kind word. You can be that gate for them. Are you following me? That's what it means to be a living sacrifice. That, that's what it means to worship the King of Kings. Amen? Amen. All right. I need the restoration team and Jimmy to come up because I'm done. <laughs> Hope that's okay. Hey, listen. Here's the deal. That water's still over there. So... I will get back in there. Here's what you got to do, though. You got to come down, talk to a restoration team member, and they're going to grab me if someone says, you know what, I, I, you, I, I just want to let you know, you didn't miss your chance. I'll change right back into my bathing suit. Whatever. Let's do it. All right? Cool? Good? Good? All right. But you got to come to one of these beautiful people. All right? There is order in the kingdom. Thank you for listening to this message from The Resting Place Tampa. We exist for the lost to be found, the found to be free, and peace to reign in our city. For more great resources like this, check out TheRestingPlaceTampa.com.